0: (laughs) Welcome to This Youth Generation, working to improve the quality of life for youth in our community. I'm your host, Dion D. Price, author and youth life skills coach. I'm looking forward to engaging you on the topic of critical issues concerning today's youth generation by way of informative edutainment through storytelling, discussions, and interviews. If you're a parent, educator, or youth worker, this program will be a valuable resource for you. Let's get to it. Dion Price, This Youth Generation. This is the podcast, Life of a Youth Worker. This episode is based on a column that was recently published. The column talks about a virus more deadly to our youth than COVID-19. What is that virus? The virus of hate, rebellion, and violence is much more dangerous to our young people. It's an influence that's causing deadly consequences, And it's so prevalent that it's the biggest threat to the well-being of today's youth generation, in my opinion. However, just like the medical industry, the medical virus, a vaccine, will mitigate the effects of this virus. We should approach this virus that inflicts youth in the same manner that the medical industry approaches COVID-19, this virus that's caused a worldwide pandemic. How do they do it? According to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, this is how vaccines work. The medical community and scientists develop vaccines by inserting antivirus elements that strengthen the immune system against the virus. Our immune system, once it's injected, our immune system recognizes this harmful element and recognizes that it doesn't belong there and begins to build an immune response and antibodies. Our immune system recognizes that the harmful element doesn't belong there and begins to build an immune response and making antibodies. At the end of that process, our bodies have learned how to protect against future infection. Right? Makes sense, right? Once a person is injected with this vaccine, if the person is exposed to that deadly virus, then the effect of that virus is minimal because the immune system recognizes it and it attacks it before it causes any damage to the person. Likewise, this virus of ill-spirited influence affects the youth in a way that it affects their ability to make rational decisions. It blurs their vision, clouds their judgment. It limits their ability to see clear and present danger, making them extremely vulnerable. It's similar to a broken compass. Magnetic interruptions can cause a compass to defect and not work properly. Magnetic interruptions can easily disrupt the compass, causing inaccurate reading. This disruption can cause a young person to get lost and could head them in the wrong direction. Most of the youth start out on the right track with proper guidance and parental influence and parental love from their loved ones. They develop a sense of what is right and wrong. They have a measure of empathy and some level of moral and ethical discernment. But then this virus comes, this influence infiltrates them just a little bit They get it from all angles. And unfortunately, their youth and lack of maturity renders them extremely vulnerable to these negative influence or this virus. These negative influence or this virus are conveniently transmitted through the airways by way of what? Social media, streaming services, and other media platforms. What makes this virus so deceptive and hard to detect is because it's often disguised as entertainment, right? There's several interesting terms in the definition of entertainment. One that particularly stands out describes entertainment as a diversion or a temporary occupation of the mind or possession. Imagine how much time your young people are spending allowing their minds to be possessed or occupied by this ill spirited influence. influence. Uh, make you think, right? Now let's consider the amount of time And each day, our young people are spending absorbing entertainment that is more than likely delivering those small dosage or large doses of that ill-spirited influence and virus. What are these harmful elements of this virus of influence that's hurting our young people? Here are a few. Hate, violence, addiction, rebellion, envy, unhealthy sexual desires, disobedience, impulsiveness, and ignorance. These influences are filled with these messages in their entertainment, in their music, in their social media posting, in every aspect. So we should create a vaccine in a sense that will protect them. In order to create a strong defense system against this virus, we need to understand what is effective so that we can protect those who are exposed to it. So what protective elements would be in this vaccine for use? What would you put in it? I start with love, loving parental guidance, mentorship, strong values, self-control, discipline, thinking ability, and human compassion. This vaccine should be injected on a daily basis into the minds of our young people by their parents, loved ones, mentors, anyone in their capacity that cares about their well-being. Just like this negative influences is reaching them on a daily basis from all aspects, we need to be just as vigilant and just as diligent is just as persistent to planting some positive messages to counter this negative energy that they're getting. The method of delivery is by simply communicating with them on a regular basis. In other words, strengthen their immune system by inculcating your influence on them. According to scripture, Deuteronomy 6, 7. So the scripture says, and you must inculcate them in your sons and speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road. And when you lie down and when you get up, end quote. So, in other words, the scripture saying you need to be the main influence when your child, when they get up in the morning, when you're in the house, you need to be there in a, their morning, their noon, and night, over and over again. That word inculcate means repetitively sending information on a regular basis over and over again. Inculcate. We inculcate repetitively. These messages to counteract the negative elements that cause them harm. And that's exactly what the negative influences are doing. Can you imagine how many times your kids hear the same songs and watch the same shows and get all this, this misinformation in social media, they're getting that on a regular basis, inculcating the negative. So we need to counter that by inculcating some positive things. See, in this generation, it's very different than our generation, while wow. we didn't have a choice. We had to listen to whatever the hell our parents was listening to on that big old raggedy component set. <laughs> Some of us don't know what a component set A Big old large wooden thing looked like a coffin. That's what she played music on. We had to listen to to uh, James Cleveland, you know, uh, Al Green, Marvin Gaye, Stevie. We listened to whatever the heck she would listen. We didn't have a choice. So she put her influence. Nowadays, these young people now they put their ear pods in, and you don't know what's in their head. Right, they're in your cars. They, they, they. Everywhere they go, they don't even have your no influence on them or your music, or your entertainment. We can't even influence our young people. Uh, pass it on, our version of wholesome entertainment. They listen to all that ill-spirited stuff. Ain't no telling what is being put in their heads in those earpods. When you're in the car with me, you listen to my music. My music, my car. Take those things out your ear. You can listen to whatever I'm listening to. Mint condition. Luther Vandross, good soul music, good for the spirit. (laughs) This is my time to give you a little bit of influence. I'm gonna be the program director. You have to be the program director in your homes again. You're the boss of the household. When you're in your, the only environments we can control is our homes, our cars. Once they leave our our presence, have mercy. Ain't no telling what they're gonna get. You can control the environment of your household, so that's our opportunity to filter out some of that negative, ill-spirited influence in your own homes. I'm just saying. <laughs> I tell my young people, particularly those who live in my household, my very own, and those around me who I'm who I'm I'm helping to mentor. Anybody in my circle, any young people, when you go somewhere, take me with you. Particularly my own sons and my own offspring, take me with you. When you go somewhere, obviously, I don't mean that literally and physically. I mean, take my presence with you. Whenever you go somewhere, son, take me with you. Take my influence. What would my dad do? What would my father say in this situation? How would he handle the situation? What would Coach D do? What would my mentor do? What would how would he say about? What would he advise me to do? Take my influence with you whenever you go somewhere. Hopefully, your influence will cause them to make better decisions, even when you're not. In their presence. That's the influence we want to have on our young people. Whether you're a parent, a youth worker, or mentor, they will consider your advice and influence when they make decisions ideally. Okay, let's get some readers' feedback. Let's start with SK. SK, reader from Fairfield, says, and Mr. Price, do you feel that sometimes you're wasting time on trying to compete with the influence of the youth? and, in a sense, pissing in the wind, quote, end quote, <laughs> thinks that this uh, approach uh, is, a, is, a, is a waste of time, is, an, is a no-win situation trying to compete with the influences of the world in terms of getting our youth to do an about face or, or influence them in a positive way with all the negative influence. I understand that perspective, but we can't be Uh, Cynical about this. We cannot be cynical. We have to uh, be vigilant about trying to save and improve the quality of life for our young people. No matter how big of a job we think it is, and we think it's a waste of time, I don't care if we influence one person, uh, then that means that our efforts were worth it. So I never think that I'm wasting my time. This youth work is almost like the statistics of a baseball, the sport of baseball. If you hit three out of 10, uh, you're 70%. Failure, right? (laughs) But if you hit three out of 10, you're a spectacular baseball player. That's 30, you know, that's a bat in 300. If you hit four out of 10, you're phenomenal. That's still 60% failure. And youth work is kind of that same concept. We can reach 10 young people, but only three or four of them are going to get the message and, and really heed what we're trying to give them in most cases. Six or seven of them are going to continue to do the wrong thing. They're going to continue to be influenced. They can continue to put themselves at risk. But we can't be complacent with those numbers. So Mr. S.K., I understand it's a big battle. It's a David and Goliath, but we're going to continue. Regardless of how how bad the odds are against us, we're going to continue to make efforts to do what we do to improve the quality of life of young people. Thank you for your reading. Reader out of Sacramento, as a longtime practitioner in the art of vaccinating our youth from these dangerous viruses, Dion hits on some of the key ingredients needed to protect them. Caring adults, structured environments, safe spaces, and reaffirming moments where youth can be applauded for doing what is right as part of that. The first part being a caring adult. Is something we can all play a role in vaccinating our youth from the virus of hate and despair. They deserve the opportunity to excel, and it's our duty to protect them through vaccinations and approaches we all can do. Just being available is a start. They will tell you, if you listen, what else they need. That's a reading from Daryl Roberts, co-founder of Roberts Family Development Center in Sacramento. Mr. Roberts, well, I understand that. And I'm familiar with that program. The work you guys do out there in Sacramento is nothing short of heroic. Uh, the influence that you guys are putting on that community, the uh, the value of community, and the family, and the influences, and in the school district you guys are in. So I understand firsthand that you and that the work that you guys are doing, you understand that this virus that's out there, there's there's an answer. As long as we have organizations like the Roberts Family Developer Center, this youth generation, boys and girls clubs, uh um, any any youth organizations that's trying to counter some of the negative influences, keep planting those seeds. We're doing our I appreciate the effort and right on the money. We're doing what we can. Thanks for reading, thanks for the response. Okay, more readers feedback. This is Ms. English out of Modesto. I enjoyed the article and the analogy used regarding the vaccination. I agree that today's youth needed of vaccination to help strengthen their immune system against the negative influences that surround them today. As a mother of an adult Black male, I can testify that my greatest concern during my son's adolescent years was peer pressure and influences that the entertainment industry world presents. This would include music and television that glorified violence and inappropriate sexual behavior, among other things. Just like the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, my son had a double dose of the vaccination that came in the form of myself, a veteran of the United States Army, and his grandfather in old school ethics and discipline. A vaccine prepares your body to fight a virus, as Mr. Price stated in this column. We have to determine what elements we need to include in a vaccine for today's youth. My son's vaccination included old school rearing that he received from a grandfather, respect, communication, love, understanding, and support. His second dose, a duplicate, but with a little more strength to it, which include consequences when rules were not followed. I can only imagine the confusion that our young people are facing these days with the social media being such a pivotal role in everyone's life. You have everything on social media and it is so easy to get caught up in all the negativity on that platform. That is why it is so important for parents to provide a healthy balance. I knew it was impossible to shield my son from all the negative elements out there. So I made it my commitment to make sure that he had a healthy balance in his life through tough love when needed. Communication when he did not feel like it and discipline when he did not follow the rules. We must learn to hold our young people accountable. We can no longer give them the past because of their age or immaturity. It is our job to prepare them for what lies ahead. That's Miss Starlet English. Thank you for your reading. Thank you for your feedback, Miss English. Right on the money there. She nailed it. We, I like that double dose. Most young people need that double dose of influence from a mother and a father, or in this case, a mother and a grandfather. Any father figure or mother parenting uh, parent figure will, will do. We just need to constantly give them the right information because they're getting endless amounts of the wrong information. They're, giving, they're getting different ideas of, of sexuality and morals and ethics and what proper language and respect is and what respect isn't. They're getting messages from the world and their influences and their entertainment that contradicts probably what the parents would allow or expect. So we have to continue to be consistent, persistent, inculcate them morning, noon, and night, these ideas of morals, ethics, and principles. Let's get some professional perspective on here. This came from the Newport Academy, a youth rehab treatment center. In their article, they produce over the last decade, this theory has been borne out by a large body of research linking teenagers or youth who use social media with an increase of teen depression. Over the last decade, the theory has been borne and research has shown linking teenagers use of media with the increase in teenage depression. These studies show that the frequency of a teen's use of social media has a clear correlation to their mental health. For example, in 2018, 14 to 17 year olds who use social media seven hours per day were more than twice as likely to have been diagnosed with depression, treated by a mental health professional, or taken medication for psychological or behavior issues during that last year. The 2021 Common Sense Media Report is quoted this. Some experts argue that young people's use of social media is adding to their depression. Others, that their depression leaves them so uninterested in other activities that they turn to social media by default. That's from the 2021 Common Sense Media Report. Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs quoted this, according to journals of the Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs, many youth spend hours every day watching music videos in which positive visuals about drinking and smoking abound, rather than the quantity of viewing It is the degree to which youths immerse themselves in these music videos that enhance their beliefs that smoking and drinking and, and taking drugs have had positive consequences. Interventions that warn youths about the presence of substance abuse in music videos can minimize their influence, but youths highly connected with the music video content are especially resistant to those warnings which means those warnings have no effect. The influence that they're receiving about those images are taking a paramount, is affecting them negatively. So with this perspective, it puts it in perspective that there's a deadly or dangerous influence out there. The amount of sex, violence, and ill-spirited influences that are out there is taking a toll on our impressionable young people. So again, we need to counter that with some positive influences inculcate positive things as much as we can. Talk to your young people, give them perspective, talk to them about what you believe the right and wrong is about uh, influence, about healthy relationships, uh, de-escalation, the value of life, the perspective on money, drugs, uh, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. We have to give it to them because they're gonna get it one way or the other. They might as well get it from us, from you, the people who really care about their well-being. Just a thought, just a message, This Youth Generation, Life of a Youth Worker, Dion Price, just a humble servant trying to make a difference. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this program, download the podcast or subscribe to the channel. We appreciate your support.